Hello and welcome, unsensational folks. Thanks for coming back. Our love language is money. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to And today's episode is brought to you by the letter R for roommates. Because they were roommates. <laughs> I don't know what else. I just keep thinking of like every silence. Our love language is money. Yeah, I do too. That's why I couldn't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> So my love language, you know, it's usually words of affirmation, physical touch. Oh, really? Mine is money. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. Catherine's currently in a makeshift little tent cubby hole made from a mattress pad. And uh, my ass hasn't left its current location in over 12 hours. Um, join us, please. <laughs> Why don't you make yourself cozy? Come into my little fort and we shall tell you stories. Please bring s'mores. Oh, yeah. But if you could, like, get dairy-free chocolate, <laughs> that, that would be great. So, some of us are lactose intolerant. We will let our dear listeners know all three of them. <laughs> Hey, we are up to, last time I checked, we had no, we are getting close to 60 downloads. Wow. We're getting close. Oh, that's fun. Actually, yeah. that's significantly more than I thought you would say. We have <laughs> six. No, we have, yeah, getting, we're almost at 60. I am proud of us. I didn't think that, uh, I didn't think the queers were going to be here for us, but he, they're they're listening oh that's so fun um well to more than three of you listeners uh my birthday approaches this weekend and i am in the last year of the 20s and i'm looking forward to being in my 30s i hear that it's pretty badass Actually, you've gotten through all of that kind of growing pains and you've finished the the college or even if you were doing any schooling, you've pretty much gotten a little more settled into life, career, or at the very least have a probably a little deeper understanding of who you are as a person and can really kind of polish that up in your in your 30s. And I think we should talk about in this episode some of the different celebrations, I guess, across the years of your 20. Any queer themes that we have. We can talk about alcohol and how everyone yeah. hates beer the first time and yet it's an acquired taste. And I thought that was the strangest thing. I went to my first drag show when I was in my 20s. There's a lot for you to recap here you that's it that's all the memory i have of my 20s that's it that's thanks it. for listening <laughs> <laughs> and 
Thank you. <laughs> it lasted 20 seconds. <laughs> Here's a decade of my life in 20 seconds or less. I think the 20s are big for everyone from what I've heard. I have yet to get out of my 20s. Okay. I'm still there. <laughs> so not for much longer, Joe. Uh, everyone goes through a lot in their 20s. I think that what I've noticed from everyone that I've talked to when it comes to hitting 30 or even at least the very beginning of your 30s is that you get you are all out of fucks to give even more so with people recently turning 30 or about to turn 30 in that there is so much panic everywhere right now Mm -hmm. with everything that's happening in the world and there has always been panic and you for so long are told to do certain things be a certain person or if you're not told explicitly then you are very much guided toward being a certain person doing certain things yep and i think that by the time you hit 30 you just get worn the fuck out by doing that like i i that's what i've noticed most people and that's that's something i am excited about because even in my last year of my 20s it's been I, I have no more fucks to give you. Anyone. Anywhere. And you, I mean, you don't have a ton of fucks, but I feel like you have, I feel like you have like a, like a fucks garden and it takes you a while to, to harvest one. But I feel like, I feel like you always seem to have some fucks. It's true. And I'm, I'm looking forward to not wasting any more energy there and not caring a large part of it has been a a different not different but really feeling comfortable with self-identity in self-expression and finally embracing the it's my life I'm going to do whatever is going to make me happy and if you like it great hop on board let's be friends and if you don't okay Move on. Do you think that, how do I put it? Do you think that that's a product of frustration that you went through? Or do you think that that's a product of people being around you and like wanting you to grow to be happy? So do you think it was like the carrot or the rod? (laughs) maybe both of those are bad options how many subtle sexual jokes can we make in this podcast ready let's start counting God, on accident so many a prize will go to the winner at the end of this podcast for who emails us in with the correct amount of time <laughs> we made a pun intended or pun not intended mm-hmm. i would say that you know, the support of friends and family for wanting, for me wanting to be happy has, I've been very blessed that that's been pretty kind of consistent throughout my life. So I think what the real defining moment was, is wishing that happiness for myself instead of it just being like 
my friends and my family and my loved ones, actually turning that inwards. And also I've had enough life experience now that, yeah, Joe, as you said, I just get frustrated with some of it. And there's some shit that I just don't want to put up with and some activities that I just want to walk away from. Like if I'm out and about and I'm at like a party or some type of friend gathering and it's been a couple of hours and it would, you know, be considered, you know, maybe impolite to be the first one to leave or just, yeah, bye, peace out. I'm, I'm good. I've done my like social duty here or, you know, what? I'm just kind of, that's it. I'm all out of energy for tonight. Catch you later. I'm happy to see more and more people understanding that everybody has different needs and different wants and that there are plenty of people who want to see you and go to that party and say congratulations and give you a kiss on the forehead and then leave shortly thereafter. And there are plenty who want to stay there and stay up until 3 a.m. I will be there. Absolutely. Just keep in mind that I don't sleep on couches. I sleep in beds. It's a rule. (laughs) And then there are also people who want to be there, but are maybe anxious or can't or, you know, are unable. And then there are people who just don't want to go to a party, but still want to say congratulations. And I think that one thing I've seen that's been great in the queer community is that more and more everyone is starting to love each other where they are and meet people where they are and love them there even when it's hard. And I don't mean in an abusive way. I mean, in your friend has been, you know, burning the candle at both ends for weeks and you have this event coming up and they need to just crash for 48 hours and just eat and sleep. And that's it. Yep. And to be able to look at them and say, you don't have to come. I know you support me. You have this entire time. That's why I've been so successful. I want you to be successful. Go get your rest. And to not put that guilt on your friends that you have to expect them to be there and celebrate with you in the way that you want them to every single time. And also to know that if you tell your friend, I can't make it, but you can still like even just write them a sticky note and like put it on their pillow for when they get home. Like, so glad you had fun. You deserve to be celebrated. I'm proud of you. Put that on their little pillow still wonderful it doesn't need you meeting people where they are has been something that's been huge for me in the community Mm -hmm. it's also taught me a lot about some some stuff about consent some stuff about love languages some stuff about um recognizing that not everyone is brought up the same as you I don't know, but like I hear of birthdays and I just think of the ways that everyone separately wants to celebrate birthdays and then also the fun ways that like that I've discovered how to celebrate different things because of people that are different from me. I mean, in the States, one of the most defining birthdays in your 20s is your 21st. Mm-hmm. That is when you are of legal drinking age, no more fake IDs or asking a senior to buy beer for you at parties. 
And you can go into a bar all by yourself, flash that ID, and buy a drink. Joe, you and I actually celebrated my 21st birthday together. And I don't know what kind of sex in the city I was channeling, but that's what it was because it was, it was a not came out good. <laughs> the words, they no work. <laughs> uh, I like this. I had a Cosmo. That's what I'm trying to say, people. I had a Cosmopolitan <laughs> as my first drink. <laughs> I think I had a Cosmopolitan as my first drink when I was 21. All I knew is that I wanted vodka. That would seem to work. And I was like, oh, this seems kind of sweet. And I just didn't want it to be. I don't know why I went so feminine. I just didn't even want like a cranberry and vodka because... I don't know why. That just always seems like the dr- the drink that you give like the girls. That's what they're going to want. And I'm like, I don't want to fall into this stereotype. And yet I started Cosmo I started with a Cosmo. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what my first drink was. I want to say it was it was probably a beer. It was either a beer or a margarita. And that's just to say that nothing has changed. Oh, yes. Um, you and the tequila. A very long, loving relationship that's been going strong <laughs> for many years. Yep. Yep. It is, it is my safe drink. If I know that I'm going to, like, do just beer and tequila all night, I can do it. Uh, um, I did find out though, soon after my 21st birthday, that, um, the whole like liquor before beer, you're in the clear beer mm-hmm. before liquor, you've never been sicker. Yep. That doesn't mean take a shot, chug a beer. <laughs> and then a couple minutes later, take a shot, chug a beer. It's not individual <laughs> liquor before beer. It's it's over the course of the whole evening. <laughs> I found that out by trial and error. You're all very welcome. I've done the science, so you don't have to. All right. I'm not going to leave you hanging here. I will tell you one of my stories, too. First times, first times with that. It was with just, like, cheap beer and my roommate and I were trying to keep up with a roommate who could easily handle a bottle of wine by herself neither of us were big drinkers uh this was doomed from the beginning we also ordered pizza I ordered I don't know like cheese spinach hot oil wanted something a little spicy and I ordered cherry peppers on it Having never had cherry peppers before, I thought it was just like a red pepper. I thought that's what I was getting. Didn't realize that it was spicy as well on top of the hot oil that I had on the pizza. And that was just a absolutely hellish (laughs) night. 
and like rest of the day I was just like zoned out I have also a very (laughs) I have like a very strange weird recollection of like my my day after that was I was viciously hungover and it was pretty much just like doing laundry cleaning my room you know watching this like skateboarding or snowboarding like series about these teenagers that go to this like snowboarding camp and how they're like training to be Olympians I don't even know if it existed or if I just like hallucinated this on my computer (laughs) like in between me taking naps while just like doing laundry that day oh but let me tell you that it was just I don't know why that the being in my early 20s was just a time of like wanting to participate in in drinking but also just buying not good things because you don't have the money that was also the first time I was introduced to like boxed wine and it's like okay in all fairness there actually is some boxed wine that is of decent quality we didn't buy that crap (laughs) no no what was discounted, what was two for one, what was on sale, what could you buy at like Costco or BJ's or Sam's Club that was like the most you could get. So the the jugs of wine, the the bags of wine, play and slap the bag. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's well the being able to afford piece is still something I struggle with because would I love to be able to just like sip on some incredibly smooth and beautiful tequila with like little hints of maybe a little bit of jalapeno, but I'd even just say like some good pepper Mm -hmm. at the end. Oh man. Like if I could just have that, my mouth is watering. Yeah. I'd be really nice. But I'd also like to, you know, continue with my evening and not get one drink that wipes out my bank account. So I'm going to go for like whatever's well. Yep. I'll gag it down. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I have moved beyond, I mean, at least when it comes to like things like vodka, I have moved beyond stuff like Popov. That stuff makes me sick. Was that anything that you ever messed around with? Or were you more of a Burnett's gal? Oh no, what you're saying to me. <laughs> oh no. I'm so, so sorry. You, you were too high class even for that. I oh don't my know what God. you're saying. Oh gosh. What was your cheap version of vodka? I don't even know. If you're about to be like Svedka vodka and Grey Goose are low class. I'm no. Gonna... I I guess I would say Smirnoff. I forget those aren't just ice. <laughs> my bad like I totally wow (laughs) do you do you have a oh I I knew a couple of people that were um, kind of older that had these like stories or being like oh I used to love x but then one night overindulged in this type of liquor and they're like I just can't do it anymore and I'm like oh really like how how do you how do you do that and me being a youngin is like 
is is that something that's true that's possible i'm afraid i may have done that myself and i'm really upset by it with what scotch oh no and i'm someone that once i actually got you know further into my 20s and in drinking found that i do genuinely really like whiskey and scotch and bourbon all of them and scotch was as you were talking about your tequila something that i reserved for like special occasions if i were to go out or something that's just like a really nice sipping and i'm okay with bourbon still and i'm okay with it in you know at certain cocktails but scotch is something that one night in my later 20s overindulged in and it just hasn't been the same since i'm trying to think now so i know we've talked about defining moments in your 20s kind of generically of mm-hmm. you know it's you're now of legal drinking age. You can finally, I always thought this was the silliest thing. You can get a rental car without having to pay a specific fee for being a young driver. So you have, you have being two decades old, you're no longer a teenager. Then you have drinking. Then you have being able to rent a car uh without that extra fee and then you have turning 30 yeah just kind of jumps doesn't it (laughs) yeah i mean it really steps up there yes we're now entering a phase of life where the milestones are marked every decade or every half a decade it's about it fuck off really (sighs) so let's ignore that reality shall we and always talk instead about are there like defining moments for in the queer community for it's like this is a milestone that you reach like one of them that i did do in my 20s was go to my first drag show i feel like that's one of them like going out to a club or a gay bar lesbian bars don't exist it's really frustrating to me i've tried so hard it's usually find. just a gay bar that has like a ladies night and it's just it doesn't it doesn't really happen like how i want it to or if there is a wlw space sometimes there are cis straight men who just like the aesthetic and so they wander in there so even if you don't want to run into them in that specific space they're there anyway And yes, I'm still salty about it and I will remain salty about it. Yeah. I want to kind of talk about that. What are those, what are those things? Cause I can, I can check off having like fallen in love with a straight girl, been Mm. there, done that, don't want to revisit that. But that's definitely a like stereotype or coming of age for, you know, WLD. So yeah, absolutely. I think general coming of age so let me broaden outside of the 20s so I think I think that the first time I think that if it's the first time you ignore what you think is happening you're like nope that's not it like I feel like that's something that almost everyone goes through I I don't say everyone because I think there are some people who have just 
that was just always a part of their life and they've been able to just continue down that path. But I feel like for a lot of us, there was like, huh, well, that's weird. (laughs) I'll do without some other time. And then you just like procrastinate coming out because you decide like, no, that's enough self-reflection for one day. Thank you. Um, And while that should be the time that you go into therapy, you just entirely shut down entirely yourself. Uh, Then yeah, there's, there's falling in love with someone whose orientation is incompatible with your own. Yep. And then one day you become too anxiety ridden like myself and those repressed thoughts that you've had come out and you're like, I'm going to go to the internet for help. And you do a Google search of like, am I gay? (laughs) (laughs) And you read different articles or stories and take those silly little online quizzes. (laughs) If you did that, if you sat through it, odds are you're probably gay. (laughs) If you asked the question, you're probably queer. Like, let's, you probably are if you asked the question especially if you did it more than once in more than one format, you know, maybe you watched TikTok videos and took a Buzzfeed quiz. Maybe you asked some of your friends, maybe you, I don't know, is Cosmo still around? Do they still have surveys? Sure. Great. (laughs) You're definitely queer. Yeah. That's absolutely part of one. I also think, and I think we mentioned this with baby gays, but when queerdom or being gay becomes your personality for a little bit, you want everything rainbow. You want, you want to be the stereotype because now that you're finally who you want to be, there's something about it that's like, I'm going to be as visible as possible. Yep. I think everyone's gone through that a little bit. The first time walking in on queer people doing something queer. Whether it's just like a smooch smooch. Mm-hmm. But like you walk in and you look at it for a minute and it's not because you're like, oh no, I've seen the terrible. <laughs> but you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of sweet. And then you're like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? I'm still one of those people that I'll I'll see like a queer couple like in the wild as I'm like walking down the street. And it's part of me wants to be like wave and be like, hi, (laughs) hi, I really love the work that you're doing and me too. I'm part of that. Keep it up. It was great seeing you. Bye. (laughs) You do good work. I'm a big fan, <laughs> really big fan. Uh, I do as well. And I think that that yearning to be seen by other queer people and see other queer people, that's also a big thing. Mm. And I think that the more queer culture is taken over by people who like the aesthetic the harder it sometimes gets to be like, are you, are you really queer? Is that really what this is? 
again, people can express themselves how, however they want to. Queers don't own septum piercings, dyed hair, crummy tattoos, flannel ruled pants, and a dirty pair of vans. Queers don't own that. But if that's what you're wearing, I'm going to think you're queer. Mm-hmm. No matter who it is. Mm. If you're someone who was conditioned to wearing heels the last time you wear heels. That's something that I I will admit I sometimes do if I want to feel like extra tall compared to people and like assert how big of a human I am. Yep. Sometimes that can do very well for me. Mm-hmm. But even then, I'll usually just like bring them wherever I want to go and I'll wear my nice shoes. And then I'll wear those to make my point and then I'll put my other shoes back on. Or perhaps the first time wearing heels, if you were someone who wasn't socialized to wear them. Mm -hmm. I feel like the playing with clothing is something that a lot of queer people do. Yep. Or even just going to your first Pride event. That was, again, Mm. something I didn't do until my my 20s and only something that I had done when I was kind of like out pride events can be a lot if you're questioning I think that there's so there's so much that happens so it's either you're not out but you're about to come out in a big way because of this or you're not out and it's gonna fucking terrify you yeah It is a lot. And that's something that has actually been used against queers a lot in their celebrations, whether it was pride or birthdays, but like you guys do too much. Oh my gosh. Screw you. We have been in the closet. We have been scared. We have been bullied. We have been killed. So yeah, if we're going to celebrate, we're going to celebrate big. And we're going to do that with pride. And we're going to do that with each other's birthdays because thank God you didn't get hate crimed. Okay. When that's a real concern for you and your friends. Yeah. You're going to celebrate. You're going to celebrate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's also different when queer people have such eclectic families, not just their, you know, birth parents, maybe your adopted parents or guardians your blood family, but like who you create and who you pick up and the people you adopt as family that just become these certain staples that you need to have in your life. Celebrations are always more fun that way. So do you celebrate the day that you came out? Like, do you remember that day and do you celebrate it as like a second birthday? Oh, gosh. As someone that has a very poor recollection of their past, I do not remember the day that I came out. See, my... (laughs) I know that we had, like, talked about this, but my coming out was... I was not ready to come out to myself. It was my parents saying uh hey we know that you've done something with your like 
best friend who happens to be a female. So we we are going to make you come out on that front. So like it's not a like a positive association that I have with that initially. Um, but like I never had I was always someone that had a couple of close friends as opposed to a large group of friends. So I didn't even feel like there was a a group to to come out to. Do you remember when you came out to me? I actually wish oh god Joe, come on. I, just... I don't remember when you came out to me. No. I mean I know we talked about stuff freshman year, but like mm-hmm. it, it's not like which again, I wouldn't technically count because it's not like we were good freshman year. We were not friends. We were roommates. And they were roommates. We but yeah, not even we that way. We were just roommates. <laughs> we were. We were just roommates. Literally just roommates. So yeah, again, like I knew that we had conversations, but mm. I wish I did. Maybe I should do that. Maybe that's something that I should celebrate in my 30s. I should pick a day for myself to celebrate me coming out. I mean, for goodness sake, I I celebrate my cat's adoption day. When is Scotty's gotcha day? May. Yay! That's all I know. It's in May. I love Scotty. It's in my it's in my calendar. Yeah. I know to celebrate her our little coming together in May. Celebrate my own birthday in October. Mm-hmm. So I'll pick I'll pick a day for myself to celebrate coming out. Maybe I should too. I feel I feel like we should. If other people don't, I think they should start. And I think that it should be a day when like you, you do only the things that you want. Yeah. On top of your birthday, but like make it extra gay. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying leave, you know, your breeders out. You can include them, but like do the gay shit that you wish you could have when you were younger. Wear the weird clothes go to the weird places, eat the weird food, mispronounce things, ask people questions. Just like be your ultimate queer self. For breakfast, have a rainbow bagel with some schmear and a mimosa. Start off that way. Absolutely. And if you can do that at drag brunch, fucking better. Just gay gay all the way on that day. Absolutely. I should, I don't even remember when I, I don't remember when I came out. I think if I'm remembering correctly, I cryptedly posted on Facebook about it. What? Uh, I'm actually going to look it up, but this was before college. How did I forget about that? Oh, crap. I forgot about that. I forgot Facebook has a place where you could actually say, like, your sexual identity, right? Yes. So it has that. Isn't that new? But this was before for, like, oh, you did a post. Oh, yes. Because, okay, it's coming back to me now. Because I remember at some point in life being, 
uh, I was like, oh, I'm not going to put that information on Facebook. Like, I just don't want that to be up there. Um, but also, oh, gosh, the ugh. <sighs> Facebook defined multiple generations as soon as they put in it's complicated as a relationship <sighs> status. I will hate them for that as someone that like debated about using that shit. <laughs> and I think did use it in the past. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're feeding into the drama. That's all that it is. I loved that. I know it's complicated. No, it's not complicated. He cheated on you and then tried to run over you with a car. It's not complicated. <laughs> They're shit. God. You made a Facebook post. Wow. I, I'm trying to scroll back. They don't have that like year thing on the side anymore. Mm. So I'm, I'm just going to have to scroll all the way back to the damn it. But we both know I purge my Facebook so much. Not only from friends, but also posts. I in who here's something I did in my 20s because I went full on crazy. Literally, and I don't mean that as a slur. I mean like I did. That was I went off a few different times in my 20s. One of the times was I was nervous about having my face on the internet. So I went to every single picture that I was tagged in on Facebook. I downloaded it to my computer and then I untagged myself from that photo. So it would not be connected to my profile. I did this for thousands of pictures. Wow. Thousands. Um. Yeah, I went all the way off the deep end and I did that with videos. Um, that's where I'm no longer tagged in the whale videos that we have. Now they're just something that I come across sometimes. <laughs> I maybe I think that that came from us joking about how gay it is to go whaling. Is that oh, where that came from? Was it? That is a very gay thing to go whale watching. <laughs> When Catherine and I were roommates for the second time, when we liked each other, there's this video of, of us, it was senior year, and we we came, Catherine's bed was like straight in front of the door, and in, she had her dresser, her three-drawer dresser at the foot of her bed, and so we came running one by one one at a time I should say came running in through the door leapt <laughs> on top of the three drawer dresser and then like I don't know how else to put it we made ourselves reached because that's what reach. whale freaking does yes and we, we made <laughs> ridiculous noises and like recorded this for each other <laughs> you <laughs> this you would question our sanity. You would question if we were on something. No, folks, this is just college and like boredom and like the stressors of life and just doing something silly and ridiculous. And it is, I laugh so hard every time that I see that video. <laughs> 
yes, we were doing whaling. We're gay. This is the sound of my people. If any of you have any special moments, celebrate your friend anniversaries. Catherine and I, we we passed our decaversary. We're coming up on our own anniversary. You're old. No comment. You won't find that a conversation that I'm willing to <laughs> dive deeper into because it just causes us mild panic to realize that we've been friends for more than 10 years. But this is like, I think my longest friendship. <laughs> Absolutely. But this is, I mean, and we haven't even been, it's been a long distance relationship for the majority of the time. No. Mm-hmm. It's been long distance and long term. Look at us beating that. That is the gayest shit ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's true. It it, to have a long distance long term, long distance relationship, gay. So gay. I'm proud. I really am proud of us. I think that we we've done some good work, but we I mean we didn't start as friends. Oh my gosh, how many gay stereotypes do we fall into? We fall into them. the roommate one. We <laughs> fall into the enemies to friends to lovers one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, oh, and then the going back to friends, just friends, mm-hmm. long distance, long term. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. Like all of them. Wow. Amazing. That's why this podcast works out so well. <laughs> Gay as fuck. Queer AF, my friends. I think a lot of friendships come that way, though. I think that when there's something that's so. I don't know when there's something you're so proud to finally share with someone and they're excited that you've shared it with them and they want to also let you know that like they enjoy the same thing. I, I just feel like there's a certain, I know there's like, there's a connection that starts and whether it burns hot fast and then it dies or whether it stays there for a while, I feel like no matter what it's, it's pretty hefty. Oh wait, no, no, here it is. Um, May 30th. First, June 11th. Hang on. I'm going to say it was at the beginning of July. May, no. <gasps> oh my, Catherine, I'm having memories. I think I came out in June. It's fitting. I know. <laughs> How fitting. Because when I had moved out, I remember that I didn't go to Pride, but that the next day was Pride Day at Six Flags Elage Gardens. Okay. And so the person that I moved in with went with me. And then two of her friends were, uh, they had a plan to go together, but she was like, <laughs> you should probably come. <laughs> Seems like you're having a tough time. Um, 
Yeah. Early June. And I can remember that because the old post that I see here is, because this was when it was like Joe Quintana made, like it wanted you to do one sentence. So Joe Quintana may be making a lifestyle decision soon. I just hope my spandex pants and cape will protect me from the wrath of Satan. So you haven't changed much in the past 10 years. (laughs) No, that post was made in 2009. Oh, goodness me. See, I meant it as a joke, and then you said the year, and then that just (laughs) hits differently. Well, I'm glad to see, yes, that your sense of humor is still the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Wow. Absolutely incredible. (laughs) We had a breakup that was, I mean, I moved out. Sorry, I'm oh. just going through all the games. Oh, things. don't worry. I can tell you about that. I vividly remember that because that's very startling. Your, <laughs> your freshman year of college to all of a sudden come back to your room and I caught you in the process of like moving out. You were just moving out like a couple of foxes and my brain couldn't comprehend. I was like, uh, you you didn't tell us. I was like, does the RA know? And you're like, no, I'm just doing this. I'm like, how, how, are, you, how are you doing this? without telling anyone <laughs> without getting like approval for anyone like there's a process for this shit I'm like and you're just not doing this. <laughs> and it was just happening I was like okay the look on your face though you because you came in and I was just like packing stuff in boxes and just hauling it out because I was trying to yeah. get stuff out and then the people I was moving in with were coming over yep to take it to the building that was like just across the I don't even want to say it grounds a nook yeah what had happened was I took all my stuff and I was hauling it out but I remember you showed up and you remember you standing there and you were like so what are you doing I was like <laughs> I'm moving out what does it look like I'm doing and you were like okay um but it was like your brain was trying to go so fast but it was also like there's no data for this which also the whole the whole like i showed up and you were just doing this thing is also still very fitting (laughs) so it showed up and joe just decided to do this without telling anyone she just did this thing Mm -hmm. without telling anyone She's going to go to Rhode Island. That's happened more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's mental illness, isn't it, love? Mm But it was always, I always, I hated that part so much. I always hated rooming in college and that whole process. It was never, it was just never easy or pleasant. Just getting that all, all sorted out. It I just, I always, that was not good for me. But it, it's, 
no matter what, it's hard to find a roommate. Be- one in college, there are certain rooms with certain configurations and you could only have a certain number of people or have to have a certain number of people. So trying to get together to figure out, okay, who do I want to live with potentially? And then having to go through the whole muster and clusterfuck of, wow, I hope that there's a room for three people yeah, so that I can live with people. And if you have, I don't know, a really crummy time all three years, maybe you'll end up living in the pottery shed. And then later you might also end up living in a carriage house for horses. You never know. You never you never know. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're paying the same amount as someone who has this brand new configuration and their floors, you know, are heated. They don't have nothing but cement walls so that when the power goes out and it's really cold, you all have to huddle together in one bed because it's so cold. <laughs> we had to dig out with pots and pans. Yes, Maybe that's why I'm pansexual. oh my gosh i remember oh jesus see there are some like (laughs) there are some memories they were gonna move people into the gym i think was what they were gonna start to do it was wild it was yes and then it was uh the other thing that I remember about being like angry about that is like, no, you can't go to the cafeteria. We're bringing food to everyone's like little dorm thing. And it's like food wasn't brought to us. It was brought over to like the other buildings. So we had to like walk outside. And by then I'm like, ah, we didn't, we didn't know this was here. Right. And then we were like, all right, we need to like stop opening and closing the doors. Yeah. Keep the doors shut. We need to figure out how to conserve the heat. But it was cold. It was cold, cold. Because we didn't have anything insulated. Those were brick plaster walls. That's all it was. And the floor was stone. Yeah. So when there's that much snow that there's literally a state of emergency, Mm -hmm. cold as hell. I still keep a snow shovel in my car, in the trunk (laughs) of my car. (laughs) Trauma just th- just throughout all of i think it's even in there now i think i just keep it in there permanently actually i don't think it's seasonal that i switch out i think i just keep it in there permanently a telescopic snow shovel yeah that's what we call trauma <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot that happened in a very short period of time and i think that whatever coming of age happens in your 20s i mean you and i we were only around each other for our early 20s we weren't around each other for our mid and late 20s we were in separate places because when i graduated i'm trying to think because we both left in 13 yeah yeah so it yeah that's what i'm saying is we've been apart more than we've been together but it's something that i don't know i guess i think that whether it's queer or not when it comes to a friendship that you want to last we we went a while without talking on accident 
we just both got busy and it was more of an out of sight, out of mind. I have so much going on, stuff's building. I'm no longer seeing you. So I'm not texting. I'm not, you're not like in the front of my brain. So I'm not calling. And that's when we set up a weekly little date. And we've kept it going for years. Yeah. Years and years, dude. (laughs) This particular podcast episode has turned so sentimental. I think this is the longest we've stayed on kind of like one train of thought or topic. (laughs) Because it's for your birthday, getting all mushy and shit. It's true. It's fun. It's fun to reminisce. It is. And it's fun when you have so much change in your life because you can clearly see where you were and either coming out or even your mental health. Because you'll look back and you're like, oh, that's when I was sad. (laughs) For a long time, I was big sad. I remember that haircut. It feels important and it feels huge to celebrate queer birthdays. I think that I don't know. There are so many people who, to make it sad, there are so many people who don't get to celebrate them. You know, Matthew Shepard talked about, I think it was last episode or the one before, yep. would have been 44 this year. Oh. You know, so think oh. just thinking about stuff like that. There are so many queer people that, you know, we celebrate our birthdays for us and to say, you know, fuck you. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. I don't know, but also in defiance of the hate that made other people miss out on their birthdays because why not be defiant well thanks for sticking with us through the mushy and gushy as we get all excited about Catherine having lived another year if you like Catherine or like birthdays or like Joe oh yeah if you like Joe she's all right Find us wherever you are right now, however you're listening, uh, subscribe, okay? Click the button, rate, five stars, obviously, review, all the nice things to say about us. Find and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're unsensational, JK, on all platforms. You can send us topic suggestions via email at unsensationalpodcast at gmail.com or via the contact page on our website unsensationalpodcast.com give us money on patreon patreon.com slash unsensationaljk but not really jk on that one this has absolutely been unsensational (laughs) but uh please come back and listen to us again (laughs) Please show us love and affection. (laughs)